This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's a Friday. It's May. I'm having a good day. Let's take a look at some data. We're going to take a look at CoreLogic, National Association of Realtors, Freddie Mac, and a few other things here. But the question, the question on everybody's mind is, should I buy real estate in 2022? And I think the second question is, should I sell now? But we can tackle that at a different time. There was one article I came across today that asked that same question. And it looks like when you ask that in a survey to, to a lot of Americans, looks like it's not a good time according to them. But let's dive into the article first because we also have some more information on this one. This one's by CNBC. More Americans than ever say it's not a good time to buy. And here's the breakdown. And that's what I wanted to show you. I'm going to zoom into this one so we can all read this one together. And not sure why it has a little, uh, the little section. Oh, perfect. By, by age, about a quarter of young adults age 18 to 34 say now is a good time to buy. That's 25%. Down from 42% a year ago. That's a pretty massive drop. For those age 35 to 54, 28% say the market is favorable, down from 52%. And older adults are slightly more positive with 35% saying now is a good time to buy, down from 61%, I'm assuming, because they just have a little bit more experience. This is a good article. If you get a chance, read it. It's going to be in my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. And then it ends with this. And then we'll get into the great data for you. Now, I don't know why that little... Uh, mail pod thing pops up. While Americans may be pessimistic about the current state of home buying more than ever, now think that real estate is a best long-term investment. About 45% choose real estate, 24% choose stocks, 15% say gold, real estate used uh, to trail gold when the Gallup first asked the question in 2011. But since 2014, it's been a winner. Now, there's here, let me shift over that. So you can, uh, so I can talk to you directly. When it comes to real estate, more people are staying in their homes. There, there was a stat by the National Association of Realtors that showed that people are typically staying in their homes for 13 years. And if you're looking to buy right now, this is why I'm providing this data for you. I want you to take a look at the data, and I want you to interpret it on your own and not let the media decide what to think. I want you to start making better decisions based on the things that you're seeing. Now we are seeing some price cuts which is normal in most areas. I'm going to go over that tomorrow. Today, though, I've got some great data for you that I want to dive in with you because my friends over at Keeping Current Matters shared this with me. By the way, it's David Childers. And you guys can take a look at Keeping Current Matters. They have the best data out there, some of the best, because they gather it from all over the place. This one's from Freddie Mac, and I'm going to have to zoom up a little bit so that you can see the bottom. But in essence, it says mortgage rates continue to decrease. Now, let me show you. This is as of yesterday. Sam Cater, chief economist of Freddie Mac, says mortgage rates decreased for the second week in a row. 
due to multiple headwinds that economy is facing. Despite the recent moderation in rates, the housing market is clearly slowed. Of course, we've seen that. And the deceleration, by the way, yesterday we talked about that term, the great deceleration, which I kind of still like, is spreading to other segments of the economy, such as consumer spending on durable goods. Here are the rates as of May 19th. It's, they're still around the same, but 5.1% on 30-year and 4.31 15-year, just to show you what's been happening with the rates. And I want to go in and dive a little bit more to show you long, long term here. Here's, you can see the bottom uh, over the last few months there, going back to December. You see the rates were at 3.10, and then you see these red lines slowly going up, and then all of a sudden, boom, skyrockets higher, and then it starts to plateau, right? So a lot of the things that we're seeing that the financial segments in the United States have already planned for the Fed to meet and to raise the rates. So the mortgage side of things said, hey, you know what, we've already baked the interest rate in, so we're not going to necessarily rise it every time the Fed rises the rate. So I wanted to share that with you so you fully understand where the rates are and where they're supposedly going. Now, here's the current mortgage rate compared to the last five decades. It's important to take a look at so that you can see, okay, great. Look, we're going to, um, let me scroll down and show you the year. 1970 is where it starts with at 8.86. 1980s, it skyrocketed, averaged 12.7, 90s, 8, 2006, and 2010s, 4. The one thing that you're not going to see here, though, and I'm going to zoom out a little bit, is that the prices also increase. So if we ever got to rates that were in the 12s or 10s, we would be in big trouble. So I wanted just to share that with you so you fully understand where we're at, though, because a lot of people say, hey, we've never been in this territory before. And that just shows you here again, 50 years, a 30 year mortgage rate has moved in unison with the 10 year treasury bond. That's really what it's the closest related to so that every time it goes up or down, it kind of follows it along the way. A lot of people say, well, no, no, uh, the Fed's going to raise the rate. So the interest rate on mortgages is going to rise. And no, no, those are two separate things. The thing that we need to look at typically I'm going to show you this graph again. You may want to take a picture of this, is this 10-year treasury bond, and that's the rate. So remember that part, because now look at this quote by chief economist at Realtor.com, Danielle Hale, says, the market, the housing market is at a turning point. We're starting to see signs of a new direction. Yes, of course we are. We've been talking about it for two months now. But the ball is still in seller's court in most housing markets. And tomorrow I'm going to show you some stats to show you where it's possibly falling because we're already seeing some areas decline a little bit, but not necessarily the decline that everybody's saying there's going to be a crash, which so far there isn't. But it's important to pay attention where things are happening. Let me go back now. Here, it is a seller's market. So those people jumping in thinking, hey, I'm going to get a great deal in some areas. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're still seeing multiple offers. And here's, here's a great example. In 121 markets nationwide, we're still seeing double-digit home showings per listing. This is as of March, okay? So it's dropped a little bit, but it's still a lot of showings. They're still in double digits. And you have to pay attention to that because people are assuming like, wait a second, how, how is this possible? So let's think about it. From the stats we've shown you over the last week, we're also showing you that there's less inventory 
right? Inventory, even though it's come up a little bit, a lot in the new inventory, new sales, new housing, right? We've went over that. But as far as the MLS, meaning nationwide homes active on the market, that real estate agent can go up and say, hey, you want to see this home? That that hasn't gone up significantly. And the problem is the demand is still there. So if I've got somebody who wants to buy a house and I go and show them one, and they're like, oh, you know what? It's too late. They already, that one's already gone. I have to go show them another one. And it's like, hey, it's too late. This one's got seven offers. Now I have to go show another one. There aren't enough homes and there are still multiple offers. This is why a lot of people are being shown so many different homes. So still keep that in mind. There is a demand. Just remember, it's all regional as well. Here's a beautiful thing too. Existing home sales, seasonally adjusted annual rate. So the, this graph right here, I'm going to see if I'm going to remove my face from the bottom left so you can see it. There it is. This graph right here shows you all of the existing home sales minus the new construction. So for example, here in 2021, if we added the new construction, it would have been 6.9, close to 6.9. Now over here, year to year, April 2022, we're at 5.6 so far. That's without new construction. And if we go over to new construction, I'm just going to show you, just so you fully understand where we're at with new construction. This is, this is the latest graph as of the stats that came out three or four days ago. You see at the bottom, there was a massive dip. We saw that 16, I think it was 16.5% dip. It went from 709 to 591,000 new homes. Right? And that was like, oh, that was a shocker for a lot of people. So just keep that in mind in regards to where we're at. Look at the pre-pandemic level of demand. That's the line. So you see, still nothing to freak out about. This is why I love data. Just take a look at it, dig in. Now, this is all. these are all lagging, of course, because they're about a month old, in some cases, a couple of weeks old. But still, it's important to understand the data. Here's the average days on market as of the end of April. Now, we're in almost, May is almost over, so we'll have the new data in the next couple of weeks or so. But 17 days on market is a national average. And you see over here, the, the little legend, it says up to 15. 15 to 30. So the darker ones are the ones that have up to 15, uh, darker, darker blue, lighter ones between uh, 15 to 30. But we take a look at that's the national average and we scroll down. Look at the average number of offers. Five and a half by the end of April. Now, of course, that number may dip a little bit more. We saw we saw what happened with new construction just a few days ago. But the biggest question is, well, Tristan, or just in general, what's what's happening with real estate, Tristan? Is there a recession coming? And if so, how does that recession affect real estate? And that's that's an important question because I've got some stats for you. But first, I want to read this to you really quick. It says experts don't believe the market is in a bubble or a crash or a crashes in the cards like during the Great Recession. The nation is still suffering from a housing shortage. That to me is the biggest the biggest thing I need to drive home to you. There is a housing shortage still that has reached crisis proportions at the time when many millennials many millennials are reaching the age when they start to consider home ownership. That's likely to keep prices high. And the fact is, let me switch over to you so I can talk to you really quick here on the camera. 
The fact is this, a lot of people also don't take into consideration that people that own a home and they don't have to move, there's no reason for them to move besides really emotionally wanting to. Why would they, when the rates have gone up to five and a half or five and a quarter, wherever they're at, I'm not going to sell my house to take on a new mortgage at a higher interest where I'm happy where I'm at with an interest rate of, let's say, two and a half or three percent. So less is going to come on the market as well, meaning the demand is still going to be there because if we're looking at interest rates remaining in the fives, mid fives, high fives, still very affordable for a lot of people. All of this obviously depends on unemployment and the economy. And I want to show you there's another graph. Of course, I've got graphs for you. This is unemployment over the years. Over the last, what is this, 20 years? And I have to zoom in for you so you can better see this one. But if you take a look at unemployment just over the last few years, this is 2000. Unemployment's pretty low. 2004 kind of started going up. 2008, and then obviously the Great Recession skyrocketed up. And then over the last 12 years started coming down, down, down. And then it spiked during the pandemic overnight. And then it's come down and look where it's at right now. It's significantly low. And I want you to pay attention to that because that's also a leading indicator of what can possibly happen if things start to go sour. But as of right now, everything looks great in the real estate world. And look, like the article said, long term, more people are staying in their homes longer, up to 13 years before they sell. Think of this as a long term investment. If you're looking to buy and you need to buy. I'm not talking about, hey, should I buy a home? I've got I've got some extra cash. I want you to think about this. If it's a necessity for you to buy a home because you're moving, don't second guess it. You're going to be there for a while. The cycles have always shown that real estate has gone up, right? Just don't fall into what the media, in some cases, not all media, but some media is telling you and saying, hey, there's a housing crash. So there isn't from what we're seeing. And I want to just continue that. Uh, Going down, this is what happens during a recession. Let me see if I can scroll this one up a little bit more so you can see it. It says a recession doesn't equal a housing crisis. This is information from CoreLogic and The Balance. And you can see here in the 1980s during a recession, 1981, prices still went up. 1991, there was a light dip. 2001, during that recession, we had 6.6 increase in in pricing of homes. That's that's pretty crazy. And then obviously 2008, everything tanked. Very big exception because all the fundamentals were broken. And then in 2020, which I mean, do I have to remind you what the news was saying, what everybody was saying during 2020? It's like everything's going to crash. We're all going to die. Real estate's going to go to hell. And what happened? The total opposite happened. So pay attention to data. Talk to your local real estate agent. They have all the information that you need. Find somebody who has the experience who can help you out. And at the end of the day, just come back here. I'm always bringing you to the data. And I'm also putting the links inside of the YouTube channel in the description. If you have any questions, reach out to me. If not, I'll see you tomorrow. Have an awesome day.